Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Pizza! Robots and bastards, everyone! Robots and bastards! Guards. Oh, guards. Guards. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of All Bards Are Bastards. Uh, mm. They are indeed. A-Bab. They are A-Bab. indeed. Abab. Yeah. Abab brought to you by our producer, Matt Smith. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Matt Smith. Thank you so much. Um, I'm David Bell, one of the hosts. I'm Tom Ryman, another of the hosts. All right. And now that we got all that out of now the way, that's out of the way I, yeah. I just want to say, R.I.P. Barbara Bosson. Was she the mayor? Uh, the mayor. Aww. She died th- 2023. She died this year. Uh, I f- in February I saw the news and I like I I was like I know you, I know you and I I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, she was 83, so you know. Yeah, I mean she was. Yeah, she, yeah. You you could tell she's middle aged here, and this is 30 years ago. So yeah, I mean she wasn't just in Cop Rock, but that was uh, that's how you know. that's how I'll remember her. Yeah, me too. She was apparently in the last Starfighter. Uh, oh, maybe. Too. Yeah, probably. Sure. And that and a bunch out. of other things. That NYPD Blue. Yeah, uh, she was in um, um, Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. So she got to meet Dean Kane. She was in Deep Space Nine. Ooh, I gotta seek her out in Deep Space Nine. Uh, and she was in Cop Rock. Most of most all. importantly, primarily Cop Rock. Yeah, the show that we're talking about. The show that. Um, continues to a be way better than it has any right being and b be way more relevant than it should be 33 years later yeah (laughs) so disclaimer always we always have to first of all we we're we're far into this show yeah this series so go back and listen to the other podcasts i'm not even saying like if you if you have time no you should go back um also watch copra genuinely (laughs) Um, watch copra it's a pretty good show I think it is on YouTube, but you can also just buy the DVD. And maybe if enough people buy the DVDs, can, can you imagine, they'll make a new season. Can you imagine them sitting there looking at, like, I don't know, quarterly sales figures or something and seeing a spike in cop rock DVDs? Right. I want a meeting what where the they're hell? like, uh, gentlemen, I, I guess we have to reboot cop rock. <laughs> and I'm like, that can't be right, is it? Is it <laughs> Let's that? look at these numbers again. Yeah. Yeah, the algorithm is saying ask, cop rock. Ask the sorting hat again. Yeah. Honestly, they should make cop rock. Get Hamilton to do it. Um, like it, it. Oh, sure. Lin Manuel Miranda, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> get. I mean, anybody. It's it's this. You could make cop rock. Um, you could make it today, uh, and I still, it would also probably only last a season. Yeah, I <laughs> still going to be honest. I still don't know if the singing is a good idea. Like it's so. Like the reason the show is good isn't because of the music. No, the music gets in the way. Yes. Yeah, like I, it, it gets in the way, and so. But the story is so engaging, and we said this. I know we've said this on a few episodes at least. Like I'm genuinely, as I'm watching it, just for the story. I forget it's a musical until they break yeah. out into song. <laughs> like, oh, right. I would also argue they choose the wrong times for the song. So, sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes. Because, I, you know, a song in a musical, and I know this is not a hard and fast rule, and I'm not exactly an expert. In fact, I don't really love musicals that much, so I guess ignore everything I'm about to say. But in my opinion, Will a do. song in a musical is supposed to signify an emotional moment. Right. It's meant uh, to drive home that that emotion and yeah yeah or you know and they're yeah. or an exposition about a character yes. or something like that yeah, yeah this doesn't always do that this will do it in weird places where i'm like really song for that huh or it'll come all in, right it'll come in in the middle of someone's emotional moment and then they start singing right. and it's like, oh oh i guess we're in this now so it's it doesn't have a build to it but you know it's 
it's a 42 minute show, probably longer than 42 minutes because it's 1990. Um, it's hard to fit four or five songs into a, a, a episode of television and have them all make sense or not and have none of them feel a little clunky. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we have, this starts with the, a song heroes all, which is about them getting medals. Um, now here's a question, Dave. I can't remember oh. why they're getting medals. Okay. So first of all, it's this episode is episode nine. It's okay. called marital blitz. It's Just putting that out there. It's been so long since we covered this that I, I legitimately don't remember what happened <laughs> that they're getting medals yeah. for. So the I know the lady, um, she shot that or got shot. Oh right. It's that's right. It's when she got shot and by that's that why she, crazy yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah, she's getting. It, she's the only one that we need to know about. I think. I see. Because okay. it's like uh, everybody else is just like, yeah, they they hand out. You immediately know it's going to be a song because it starts with like Ronnie Cox with a spotlight on him, and I was like, here we fucking go. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll we'll obviously the the format of the show is we'll we'll talk about the song separately at the end. Um, mm-hmm. but this starts with that song about the cops getting medals and then basically saying like, we should all get medals. We're all heroes just doing our job, etc. Um, Ronald Cox opens his mouth, which is to say <laughs> Ron- he creates a problem. Ronathan Cox. Ronathan Cox, who is unhinged. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess we should do a little recap. Like, so the, the, yeah. the whole series is surrounding this one cop, Vincent, um, Russo. Lo Russo. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he shot a, an unarmed black man in custody uh, right away. That's how this season, the whole season's around this trial. Yeah. Um, this is before Rodney King, right? Like, this is. This is before the weirdly, LA riots, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just interesting. I mean, it's. Um, the, the, you could, I assume, the, the mood slash climate, you know, in, in yeah. Los Angeles was, it was. This, I, this they prob- weren't psychic, right? This is not like a huge called shot. They could tell that some uh, something was about to oh, go yeah. off. Yeah. If anything, people probably were watching this and being like, "This is so obvious." Yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm sure a lot of people knew. But um, so it's it's sort of like this this ongoing struggle. There, there's been this like rift between people. There's his partner has going to testify against him, and he's kind of there's a will he won't he. Because he's getting a lot of racist bullshit thrown his way, you know, and the cops are mad at him because he's going to turn on his his fellow cop. Right. Meanwhile, there's um Even he's the a coroner, sh- a shitty murderer. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then the coroner, the dark, the dark fucking arc of him. The coroner and his wife, his wife Vicky, the main patrolman. Yeah, who's way hotter than him, and she's been partnered with this other young stud, and he's jealous to the point that if you recall. He was totally going to do an MS. He right. was going to murder That's suicide. That's right. He came into one of their calls ready to, to MS them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My gosh. He really was. He really has spiraled. Like in the first episode, I was like, I really like the medical examiner. But like, yeah, he's, well, he's that's, I think really that's spiraled. Point. Yeah. Yeah, he starts as a sympathetic character where it's like, oh, I get it. Because there is a, there is, and we could talk about it, but like Vicky, you know, she is in a weird situation where she's like, She's like kind of being flirty with this guy who is way more flirty where he's just like, he I is, want you. Her, and her, it's like, yeah, her partner is aggressively trying to sleep with her. Yeah. Right. And I would argue like people do this all the time. People flirt at work because they're bored. Um, that's a thing. I, I remember doing that. But like he's gone beyond. That. Yeah, he's going. Um, he's trying and to so, get her to be in a relationship with him. Right, and you could argue that her husband should be like, hey, could you switch partners? Like, it's weird that you're not. But then he kind of loses his entire... uh, His entire fucking mind. (laughs) Yeah, and like he also loses our sympathy. Because then he starts being like, I'm going to murder-suicide us. And then it's like, okay, never mind. I can't be on your side anymore. I'm sorry. In in this episode, we we check in with him at a marriage counselor. Um, and at one, he gets up and leaves when she admits that she is attracted to her partner, even though she's never right. acted on it. And she goes this episode and gets traded, gets a new partner because she's like, I, yeah. I need, I need to, to save, save marriage. my marriage. Yeah. But he gets yeah, so yeah. mad that he storms out and he says, I have to leave before I put my hands on you. And then he walks right. like, fucking what? Where did that come from? <laughs> 
And I mean, honestly, she shouldn't be seeing a counselor at this point. She should be seeing a divorce lawyer. Yeah, at this point, because he tried yeah. to murder suicide. Then, yeah, he walked. That's in. a he walked. Listen. He followed them to a call at a motel room, yeah. kicked in the door as they're doing police work. They're like arresting somebody with a fucking yeah. gun. I forgot he did that. You're he right. points the gun. Yeah, <laughs> folks. If your spouse tries to murder suicide, you guys uh, don't work it out. You yeah, don't need to work that out. That, the spark yeah. has died. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it for the marriage. Um, but so that's one of the plots. There's a lot of like this, uh, much like a show that, again, this is like ahead of its time in the way. So it's before its time in like, it feels like The Wire. And it feels like morally, it's very gray on purpose where it's like characters, you'll feel bad for them, but you also don't like them or you don't agree with them. And they, they spend a lot of time with this like moral gray areas. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Cox is one of them, sort of. I would argue his struggle I'm less sympathetic towards. But he basically says that LaRusso should also be honored to the press. And then we get Randy Newman credits. <laughs> the, the opening credits and, um, are so weird. It's just all the actors palling around with Randy Newman while he's singing. I, I, this do is do one do. of the most... <laughs> unskippable credit sequences in my opinion it's, yeah more so than like the peacemaker opening credits this thing you have to watch yeah. it unfold from start to finish every time yeah we can't count it towards best song because it would win every episode mm-hmm. you know yeah um it is fucking great um but yeah so ronnie cox immediately gets in trouble because yeah. he keeps doing this if you remember he keeps saying like horrible things to the press right like his issue is he's a I don't want to say he's like a more sympathetic LaRusso because he's not nearly as bad as LaRusso, but like he's one of these old guys that doesn't think he's racist, but actually has a lot of prejudice. And one of these it's, dudes, and, he, and on top of that, he's like, well, people should leave the cops alone and just let, let us do our jobs. We're, he's like pining for the, the, the days of the old West. If you guys remember right. from previous episodes. So he's what like, it is- yeah. <laughs> what the what the show is trying to explain to the audience, but because they're trying to explain to the audience, no one explains it to Ronnie Cox. Like the other guy, the guy who he constantly talks to, Ozzy, um, uh, Vondi Curtis Hall. Yeah, he could explain it to him if he was able, if he wanted to. But like, what Ronnie Cox's deal is is that he doesn't understand what systemic racism means. Right? It's sort of yeah. it's sort of this thing where like, like I I use this example in like a some more news actually when someone says like where there's a headline that says climate change is racist, someone like Ronnie Talk- Cox would go, oh, now they're accusing the weather of being racist, right? Yeah. And you can understand that because the headline is so weird. But what they're, of course, saying is that the system in which like stuff like neighborhoods and the infrastructure um, and like redlining and this long systemic racism has put black communities in areas that are more susceptible to climate change and didn't uh don't fix up their infrastructure so what they're actually saying is it's a product of a systemic racism and that's what ronnie cox doesn't understand about the cops right Mm -hmm. he's like but i'm not racist even though he kind of is Mm -hmm. um but like that's what it is is he's like he it's that thing where they imagine racists as like clansmen yeah and And it's it's, like they don't understand like passive racism or like the much more insidious version of yeah systemic stuff yeah yeah um, and so that's kind of what he represents, and I think the show knows it. Yeah, right? the show knows it. Yeah, I, I, I think he, that's true. And he starts developing kind of a persecution complex uh, as well, which we'll get into his dream. His dream is that this his, <laughs> his fucking, amazing dream. He, I don't know if it's this one. Well, um, it's it's one of the episodes we're going to talk about on this this episode of the yes, podcast. Yeah. Uh, like the fact that he wakes up from this weird ass dream where he's. <laughs> He's getting, it's the next episode for the record where he's getting yeah. put on trial and hung by by the black community for being racist and, and holding up a, a racist system and then he wakes up and screams and and ozzy comes running in the room vondi curtis hall and he's like what's going yes. on and he tells vondi curtis hall about his dream the i'm dream. like don't tell him that dream man you it's keep amazing. that to yourself <laughs> There's a lot. That dream, I imagine on set, they were like, the, the director's explaining it all to the extras and dancers, and he goes, so is there any questions that like every hand raises? And he's like, well, you know, we're going to film this, so. <laughs> like, there's got to be a lot of people who are like, what the fuck was this? Oh, um, everybody's but, hand. Oh, you're, um, 
you're 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 playing a a a, 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 a guilt trip in, in within the mind of a of a, a racist, of a racist man. boomer. You need to lynch this white guy yeah. uh, for being racist. Yeah, it's like okay, he's he's, uh, he's but ha- yeah, he's having a strange fucking persecution <laughs> fantasy. It's wild. Yeah. This fucking show is wild. I know. Um, but yeah, so he gets in trouble. Uh, they need to make him do another public apology. So that's what's going on with and, the mayor. And, and of course, the mayor is stooping him. Yeah, they're, they're, so in, she's, they're in a relationship. I do like that. It's, she's not doing her job, basically. No. And his press conference goes so bad that it ends with him calling, what does he say, the, the left the left wing me- Lefty jackal Lef- media jackals. Left wing yeah. media jackals. But that doesn't happen yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's he has a tough time and the mayor needs to just fire him like that's what actually needs to happen yes um and every, every time stripping him so every time he speaks he says something racist whether right and he's, but she, whether or not he intends to but what she can't get enough of that ronnie cox what exactly. are you gonna that, do that ronathan yeah yeah um uh vicky gets a new partner um which she's like it's still to save my marriage but again yeah. like yeah he's a real prick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he he's he a terrific prick. He doesn't think women should be cops, so she immediately has an issue with her new partner because he's a dick. Yeah, they both do because the other partner we'll get we'll talk about her. She's uh, hmm, she's a whole other deal. <laughs> uh, we have courtroom drama stuff, and I was like, yeah. I can't believe they didn't do a CCH Pounder song. Um, so we're doing um Vincent's court. He he's in court for this fucking for murdering like this guy, is it yeah. this is the court it's we've been we've been leading to this you know yeah all season um but yeah um the uh so uh the the they partner up and like she has the guy who thinks women shouldn't be cops mm-hmm. and then uh he has what appears to be the terminator this like emotionless this very uh, like lady. a, a no nonsense lady partner um yeah. She's not into music. She says, I'm not much on I'm music. Not really into it's like, music. you don't like music? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. Um, the mayor feels bad for <laughs> doing her job, and she's going to buy Ronnie Cox a birthday saddle. Um, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> what's going on there. She sure does buy him a birthday saddle. He's so she, fucking yeah. corny, and he just needs to be fired. He has a shooting range in his office. Yeah. He needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah, he really does need to be fired. He's desperate to be fired. Like He's begging for it's it. It's so bad that at one point, I think it's the next episode when he goes to a, a bus where they bust a bunch of uh, guys who are clearly uh, Crips. Um, yeah, with uh, machine guns and all these drugs, and he's like, "Yeah, see, we're 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 I, I care about the community, and we're down here helping." Like he gets pelted with fruit and eggs. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love that they had that on the ready. He says to the other cop, get me out of here. (laughs) Get me out of here. They have to rush him to the car. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that's the better reaction than what I was scared he would do. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a cowboy. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought maybe he's going to be the next trial. Ronnie Yeah, he's going to be the next LaRusso, yeah. Yeah, but... um, the trial's happening. They're trying to punch. Uh, so the the defense seems to have like nothing. Um, through the trial, like the defense's argument is awful because they keep like first they go after the cop who frisks, and their big turning point is, "Did you check in his underwear?" Um, and they keep switching back and forth to maybe he had a gun. To he could have picked up the gun. Um, right. It so just, like it that's even... the defense is completely inconsistent. Right, because they're arguing like. LaRusso's version of events is that the guy tried to grab the Uzi off of the table. He never says right. he reaches in his pants and pulls out a gun. So the, you're right. Like the defense, all they have, and they do a good job of this because the defense uh, attorney is so slimy and frustrating. You, yeah. just, you just hate him. But all they have is reasonable doubt. So he's just hitting these areas where yeah. could be maybe questionable and really, le- and especially in his closing argument in the next episode, yes. it's really apparent that all he has is trying to put reasonable doubt into the minds they're, of the jury. Yeah, they're just trying to confuse people yeah. because it's he keeps doing things where if you think for it, about it for a second, you're like, well, no, it wouldn't be that. Because his big thing is people, a bunch of, a few cops said that it was justified and then they changed their statement. And he's like, well, are you lying then or were you lying now? Who can say? And it's like, well, you know, the way lies work is usually people lie first 
and then they say the truth. Like nobody says the truth and then lies later, really, especially since in this case, it's so clear that the original lie would have been designed to protect all the the police. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, the, the truth is inconvenient. Right. So it's like, He's being... Of course they like. Why would they tell the truth, and why would they then change it to be like, on second thought, he shot the unarmed man. Right. He's playing... giving everybody trouble. Like, why would you lie to do that? He he um, tries to blame it on the captain, saying, "Oh, Captain Hollander has a personal vendetta against Larusso." But like, right? He's being a real babe in the woods about like, well, why would you lie in the first place? It's like, bro. Cops yeah. lie to cover each other's asses all the right. time. And why would the captain want to fake this? Right. You know, that's a ridiculous accusation. It's, of like, it's, it's his department. Yeah. 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 He'll get fired. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's very obvious. The whole idea, and I think, again, it's on purpose, is how fucking obvious it is. But it's like to the point that Vincent, uh, that he's like... Uh, he starts f- feeling like very mopey and like you, you can easily like forget like, no, he fucking did it. Like there's no shadow of a doubt here. Like it's, yeah, he murdered a man. You were saying, um, and it's this woe is me attitude that he starts getting. Yeah. And then he, he does something real fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. In the but we finally, uh, Oh yeah. I was, I was going to say like, you mentioned the gray area stuff earlier and LaRusso is an interesting character of that. Not because he exists in a gray area because he is through and through an awful man. But yeah. it, it does, you do spend enough time with him that it's like when you do like, uh, will in the moment like feel bad for him or like, like, ah, you forget. Shit. yeah, you forget that you have to remind yourself, oh, right. Not only did he murder this guy in cold blood, but like also he's terrible to his girlfriend. He like, yeah, he, he uses her as bait. Like, you remember he like pimps her out to that guy. So he right. can bust him. Like he's an right. awful dude from top to bottom. It's not, yeah, he's it's, shitty. He's not just a murderer. Like he's a, he's all around horrible dude. Like yeah. he's not sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, no, he's awful. But like in the episode um, where he's on the radio show and like all the racists call in and he's bewildered. It's like, you do feel a little bit bad for him. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro, this is what you stand for. This is who is supporting you. Right, and it's a good. Ex- it's a, again, it was very smart for this show to be like, we're not gonna, we're gonna make this character not think of himself as racist, right? And then be, and then be celebrated by racists. It's just a nice message of like two people who think, well, I'm not racist. Why, why would this be happening? Like, right. I, I appreciate that about it. Um, and then we get our f- fucking 18 minutes, and we finally get a song. Yeah. Um, and it is the media for the record song, and it's. It's about the media circus around it. A guy in the audience, an activist, I assume, objects and says the system is fundamentally racist. And then they're arguing about it, which doesn't seem like the, the lawyers are like, go out and yell at that man, LaRusso. And it's like, why would they let him do that? But they, they, they point, I think this they, is. They pointed out, I mean, not that it makes any more sense, but yeah. like he doesn't want to go out there initially. He's like, I don't want to leave the courtroom. They're all the cameras are out there and they're going to see this guy yelling at me on tv and they're like that's exactly what they want but you're right they doesn't really explain why they let him go outside and also it doesn't help him that's the thing no it, doing it's this, terrible like, for his case they're doing like the trump thing where they're like we want the public on our side we want to drum up all this support and it's like yeah but once they're in the courtroom it's just these very serious people asking questions yeah and it's like that's what actually matters um well of course you know that maybe that's naive of me to say. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, the this song, it's it's a good song, but it, it's I feel like it's it's the wrong focus because it's on like the media wanting this circus, and they put this activist in it as well. And I like that both Larusso and the activist feel uncomfortable, like they look uncomfortable at the song, the media like singing mm-hmm. and circling them, like give us a quote, give us something what we can use. Yeah. But like in the moment, it's like I get what they're saying because it is a media circus and the media doesn't care. Um, and the media, but play, the guy plays talking a role about this in, in these systemic issues as well, yeah, yeah. But the guy talking about the systemic racism almost feels like he gets he gets like nerfed. His point where it's just like, oh, I kind of wish he had a song. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Um, I don't think it affected it that much because it does still. Pop. Oh, I don't think it affected that much. Yeah, they do still like pause, and he does go uh, continue to 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 speak his um. His and again, the points. point, 
Yeah, the point is, is that they're both kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it's a weird uh, equating those two, but it's that idea of like these two people should, in a better world, well, in a better world, Larusa would go to jail, but also that this activist would be able to actually have a conversation, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't get to is the idea because the media is just like fight, fight, yeah. fight, you know. Yeah. Um. Then they we go back to our cops on the beat. The lady checking out his ass. He says, you have really cute buns, because it's the 90s. Buns. Women loved the, the anuses <laughs> of men. Buns. Yeah, buns. Uh, and that's a wild thing to say to a cop. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, And the cop's uh, into it, but the lady is like... His, new, uh, his, really... his rigid new partner like yells at yep. the lady. He's like, what did you say to him? Yep. Uh, and then we meet the champions of this episode, which is two guys... One in a Hawaiian shirt, one in a flannel shirt, fighting, fighting over, over a, a, bucket a chicken of bucket. Chicken. Yep. Yep. Just he says, two- "I'm willing to die over a bucket of chicken," and then attacks a cop. He <laughs> shoves, uh, yeah, uh, the his new partner away, and she beats his fucking ass. These yeah. are the two reddest faced men in Los Angeles are fighting over yeah. this chicken. <laughs> these guys, I love these guys. I wish this was a song. Yeah, they me should too. Be they should have had their a buckets song. of chicken. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I love, I love these men. I love them both. Um, and they're just fighting over someone stealing from their chicken bucket. He attacks the cop over the chicken, and she just like she she beats the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a song that is, the song is called "I Want to Go Bumpty Bumpty." Yep. Uh, and it's it. This is, I think, baby merchant level of insanity this is the most bananas song i think like, yep. you're right next to the baby merchant it's this song <laughs> this song is so bananas that they cut it off <laughs> they like stop the song right and just, they, yeah. they just cut away because she it's her she basically throws herself at the other cop and she, like assaults him she's a it, she's an adrenaline junkie so it's like yeah yeah she gets all horned up after fighting she's so like let's she's, fucking yeah, the cop let's do and bumpty, he's trying to get away bumpty and something I think they're trying to point out, but they don't do a good job at, is the idea is this woman is not, uh, tr- you know, traditional looking. Uh, she's a lot more like um, uh, masculine, muscular, and he's not into it. Whereas he liked Vicky, right? Yeah. So like, there's a double standard they could point out here, but I don't think they do a good job at because she essentially assaults him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no one would want this. Like, I th- I think, and this is a dated point. Um. Yeah, I mean a dated. It's a it's a dated thing to do. Um, yeah, because I think the what they're tr- the point they're trying to make is oh that now the tables have turned. He's getting his come up because right. he was being a sex pest with with uh, right. Vicky. But he also didn't assault Vicky. No, he never and did. So like <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's hard because they're they're circling around a good idea because yes. later he goes to the captain. He's like I'm uncomfortable, and the captain thinks it's funny. So they're they are pointing out this double standard is where when a guy is victimized, they're laughed at, but it's all kind of muddled. Um, like she should have hit on him. She shouldn't have assaulted him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if she was just like. Like said, you do have really cute buns, you know. Like did that, or like and it was like yeah, did like something where it's to, like if she was Vicky, he would have been into it, you know. Right, like trying to pressure him to get a motel, like he was always doing to Vicky. Yeah, yeah, they should have done that, but yeah. they. But instead, it's, they do this unhinged song. Yeah. Of her, it's, uh, it's a, talking about going bumpty bumpty. It is. Him. It is not far from the fake Jessica Rabbit in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. I was thinking like, Pepe oh, Le Pew. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's she real... like slams him against the cop car yeah. and she's just like she's like trying to trying to fuck him uh, on the cop car and, and it's he's squirming can't, away. Can't stress this enough, all while singing a song where she refers to sex as bumpty bumpty. Yeah. It is again unhinged. It is unhinged. And it's very funny because they do they cut off the song. The song doesn't end, it just hard cuts to him like Captain, I need a new part. Captain, I need a new part. <laughs> <laughs> was, very she, funny. was she singing the, the song to him all the way back to the station you figure i like to think yeah. so yeah bumped it bumped i don't remember if that's how it goes but it's a it's a, it's a hell of a song boy yeah uh and so that's that's again that's what they're trying to do and then they cut to the other guy being like i don't want to uh partner with vicky because i hate women and the captain i thought like oh are they gonna partner like the two women up and the two guys up. What are they going to do? And I actually like what the captain does. He's just like, well, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, like, I can only hope that 
someday you'll be as half a good of cop as she is. Uh, and so he's he's just like, yeah, you're wrong and you should stay her partner because maybe you can fucking learn something from yeah. her. <laughs> he basically tells the guy um, to eat shit, jog on. Yeah. That's after this, we get the Ronnie Cox left-wing media jackal scene. So it just keeps getting worse. Um, Vincent starts getting ready to escape the country. He's talking to his lawyer. And his lawyer who, the fact that LaRusso is the type of man who has fake passports and a go bag ready to flee the country tells you exactly what kind of person he is. Exactly. Like he knows it was only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's Vic um, Mackey from the shield. He really is. Yeah, he really is. They bring the corner up on the stand. He kind of nails it. He's doing a very good job. Mm, I still really um, like the actor, even though the character has lost my sympathy. I think. Oh yeah. The actor's great. Yeah. I also like that he is like, uh, other than this deal with his wife, he's like has a level head otherwise. But you know, he's <laughs> other than a other than trying to do a murder suicide, he's yeah. got a level head. <laughs> yeah, we get the mayor uh, being like, he's like, so I'm gonna get in trouble again because I called them left wing media jackals, and she's like, I love you. Here's a saddle. Yeah. And he says, wow, a good woman and a good saddle. What more can a man ask for? <laughs> and again, it's like, okay, you both need to get fired. Yeah, you both don't need to be in public office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get the song Quit Your Bitchin', which is the captain. This um, is, man, I know we're going to talk about the songs in detail in the next section, but I do love yeah. that it, it's like a jazzy song. Cause, yeah, it's like blues. Yeah, yeah, that's right, like a bluesy song. So, But the captain is like getting into it in the performance wise like he's going like yeah like every but he has to perform it like he's mad at them because he's just he's sick of getting requests from everybody and and, um and everybody around him has to look like they're getting yelled at when he's doing like jazz you're like yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and like i don't know it's your job bro you know uh but yeah uh, it's very funny. Also, his voice, the voice whenever he sings is like deeper than you imagine. It is not the voice you'd expect him to have as a singing voice. Yeah, yeah. it's very funny. He doesn't sing that. I don't think he's sang a song since the first episode, maybe. So I sort of had forgotten that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when it came out, it was a real, it was a, it was a surprise all over again. <laughs> yeah. The lines are like too many bleeding hearts in here. He says, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, which I believe conveniently rhymes with bitchin'. With bitchin'. Um, yeah. it's it's like like i like the idea but it's also like come on they just need shift changes and stuff people work here you that's your job it is it is a job and you are the boss the manager (laughs) yeah yeah you handle schedules what am i gonna what do you you want (laughs) but i think that's the point is he's just fed up in the moment um we get to the the partner on the stand Will he, won't he? And he does testify against LaRusso. Pretty um, scathingly. I really like yeah. this. Perf- like, he really lays it all out. Like It's it's great. You know where sometimes, very often in, in dramas like this, like they the characters won't say everything you think they should say or you really want them to say, you know, in order to keep the drama moving. Yeah. But he says everything that's been on his yeah. mind, and it's really great. I also like that the judge like has no time for the defense's like Prager you shit. Yeah. Where they're just like, stop with the speeches. Um and yeah, he basically like they they're trying to be like, Why did you change your mind? Why 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 aren't you lying now? And he basically is yelling at him like, Do you know how much fucking right, like, shit I've gone through the, here? The defense um, attorney tries to argue that like he's getting a promotion out of this and he's like, Bro, I'm losing my entire career over this. Yeah. Like other cops will not speak to me. My family's in protective custody. Like this is not like, it's so clear that it's, uh, it's like, I'm going through a lot of shit, uh, destroying my personal and and, and professional lives to get a promotion. (laughs) It's obvious to anyone. And then he ends with my family is proud of me. They may be scared to death, but they are proud of me. And then we cut to credits and I was like, fucking awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's that episode, even, and now we get into... It even gets to LaRusso a little bit. Like, when he says that, when yeah. he's, like, shouting, my family is proud of me, like, it cuts to LaRusso, I, and he actually looks ashamed. Yeah, I'm still unsure what LaRusso's gonna do. Even after this next episode... I think he's gonna, part of me, I think he's gonna flee the country. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, like, they're doing a lot where it's, like, his conscience is, like, getting pounded. Yeah. Um, uh, but this next episode is episode 10, No Noose is Good Noose. 
Uh, oh God. And it starts with LaRusso's birthday party, his shitty birthday party. Birth- and it's a nice reminder of like the people who have his back, he doesn't seem to like. And because they're like depressing. He doesn't have any. Yeah, his the only people. He's such a rotten dude. Like the only people who will hang out with him are other rotten dudes. Yes, it's it's actually it reminds me of real life because there's this thing where like the people who are like and I'm not talking about Republicans or conservatives. I'm talking about like the people who are like hard, hard, hard right racist homophobes who like the you know the Prager you shit where like they have to boycott the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they're like Disney's woke, Budweiser's woke, and it's like everything's woke to them, and they have this desperate need to create like their own little group where they're like we're having fun over here but all they have is like kevin sorbo and gina carano and like a couple fucking daily wire movies and they're like see we mm, we have our own fun and it's like you you are not having fun over there no and that's what that reminds me of is like this group of like racist cops getting together with like a stripper and they're like yeah we're we're, this is fun and it's like you all seem very miserable i gotta say like he's not even he's not even watching the stripper like, yeah, it's like one of one of the the guy that gets up to toast him. First of all, has a prince's mustache. Just yeah, he does. killer nineties. Mu- there are so many dudes in cop rock that have faces that they no longer allow on television. Yeah, oh yeah. You know there was a bunch of like uh, like theater kids with mustaches that heard about this casting. I was like, finally, yes. Like a bunch of like fifty year old dudes with like musical backgrounds who are like, what am I gonna do with this with this face and mustache? <laughs> Ah, uh, their prayers were answered. Oh man! So this hero with this mustache, mm. this other shitty cop, gets up to toast Larusso on his birthday, and it's it's the it really is the saddest party. It looks like it's in someone's living room. Yeah, um, there's like six guys around like a regular dining room table, and a, and a, an extremely sad letter banner saying happy birthday hanging on the wall behind him. Yeah. Like it's it's really grim. And this dude yeah. stands up to toast Larusso. With a beer in a Collins glass. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's a bummer. Really? Did you pour your high life into a Collins glass so this it would is, feel yeah. more refined? <laughs> this is one of those bummer scenarios where I knew the show wanted it to feel like a bummer, but I can't tell how much of it is the show and how much of it is just the 90s <laughs> being a bummer. You know I what th- I mean? I think you were. I. I, I Still think that you would intuit this scene in 1990 as being as being dark, like it's dark. Oh, for sure. I no, that's the whole point because he gets a song. He sings over the the stripper, which first of all, rude. Uh, Second of all, weird because she's like dancing to a different song. To a different song. I was thinking about that the entire time. And yeah, she's like out of off tempo. How difficult that must have been to film. Like, I, yes. like, legitimately, all I could think about is because, you know, music plays and she starts dancing and then that music fades out and it just focuses on LaRusso as he sings his own song. But the party continues in the background as he's singing. So th- Right. It's an internal song. Yeah. It's like, what are they? T- how did they film this? It's like, all I could think about was like, which- yeah, it must have been like really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the song is like slower. It's um, about how he just wants to be a cop. Um, that's, that's the, that's basically the song it's called to live and die like a cop. And it's him just like lamenting that he just wanted to be a cop. Um, which again, we don't really feel bad for him because he shot a unarmed man in custody. Um, but it's to show that LaRusso, like, he just doesn't like this. He doesn't like that his life has become politicized. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like that his circle is just a bunch of racists. Um, it's the closest we've seen so well not the closest because when he's on the radio show i think that's another moment but it's like i think it's the closest we get to seeing him really be like man i maybe i made some wrong choices because he really is miserable with where his life is right because again the idea the idea is like and again he's not not racist he's also a racist yeah he just doesn't Um, think and so i don't feel bad for him no but it's that idea of like yeah if you live a life of this sort of hate like you're going to cause a lot of misery, um, and which is why I don't feel bad for these people. No, but they're pointing out that your life is going to be miserable. That he too. is also miserable. Yeah, yeah, you're going to live it's in like, misery. What What are you doing this for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just yeah, it's it's a cycle of hate. It's like these people are hateful because they live lives they hate. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
and for some reason he just wanted to be a cop, which I would argue uh, also says some shit about him. <laughs> um, but like, you know, the idea is like, yeah, he didn't want this. So that's the first song. Um, and then we, I think we get credits. We get Randy Newman. Yep. To, to Hard. That's always such a jarring transition. Yeah. No <laughs> and, matter what. And now we're in the studio with Randy Newman. Yep. <laughs> Hat rock. It's it's did, did, it did. <laughs> <laughs> never, never gets old. Um, yeah. They're all so just then standing he, um, around tapping their toes. Yeah. <laughs> to Randy <We> Newman. It's get... <laughs> so great. Um, we get the cop that was harassed by the lady uh, partner. A new he gets a new partner, which is Andy like an is attractive a, lady. Andy is his name. Andy. Right? Yeah, he gets. Yeah, a, he gets like a, a petite lady partner, and he's like this a traditionally is, attractive. Yeah, this is more yeah. likely. This is more like it is. Yeah, he's yeah. He re- he's a re- he really sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can, the lawyer you can see right through Andy. Yeah, I I like how much he sucks now. Yeah. Um. They have the lawyer on the stand having this expert on like this cuffed man demonstrating that a cuffed man could grab a gun. He uses like the bailiff's gun, and I was like, "Don't do they that." They would never, ever, ever <laughs> yeah. do that. He's like, "Could you?" I, I just asked, "Could you unload it, please?" And it's like, I would d- check no. his work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, no. Yeah, no. I'm like not, the bailiff should be like, "I'm not. I'm doing not going to disarm myself in the middle of this." court proceeding right like i feel like after this demonstration the judge would be like okay thank you uh bailiff you are fired uh get out of here now and the defense attorney is probably disbarred yeah everybody uh it's it's such a dismissed it's a real it's a real oj simpson trial moment which is interesting because this is five years before that but it's such right because it's it's again it's this goofy theatrical stunt that's incredibly misleading Yes, like. it's perfect. It's again, yeah. it's perfect because he's showing that a, a, a handcuffed person could grab a gun to prove that that's possible. But it's like, uh, first of all, like this is an expert who's probably trained to do this over and over again, and, right? And you guys have rehearsed this. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's all it's all besides the fucking point. Yeah. Because someone has already testified, like you know. Uh, but right. again, that's the point. Yeah, you have a witness that say that didn't happen. And the, the yep. medical examiner is like, yeah, the way he he was shot three times in the dead center of his chest, he was not turning around to grab a gun with his hands behind his back. After that, we get the uh, the Ronnie Cox apology scene again, where he's like considering another apology um, yeah. with his second. And he uh, <laughs> he starts, it's the scene where he's, the, the guy comes to him and says, like, you know, we should do more about these black communities, right? right? He, he points out that they really are. It's like, we don't have foot patrols out there. We're not really, We it takes a yeah. long time for us to answer calls when it's out there. And he and Ronnie Cox is like, I have an idea, a hollow photo op. Uh, and he, he's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. And he basically says, this is, this will, quote, get these black malcontents off my back. Yeah. Uh, to which the other cop is like, okay. Yeah, like Bondi Curtis <laughs> We need Hall, to have a talk. He, yeah, he's finally like, all right, dude, when you say shit like that, how do you think right. that makes me feel? Right. You <laughs> like, understand I'm black. And yeah. he's like, no, you don't understand. You're one of the good ones. Right. So it's like, yep. Oh, okay. Yep. We, like, have, oh, we have to keep talking. You're here. one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he's he they get mad at each other. Yeah. And I like, they have an interesting relationship where this guy is like, trying he's trying mm. like he could just be like yes sir whatever sir you know he could be just trying to get through the day but he keeps like trying to actually because he knows he can actually get to ronnie cox mm-hmm. and ronnie cox i think is not a lost cause you know what i mean no he's just where old. it's like yeah exactly like he could explain to ronnie cox the problem yeah i think um, but it's his character is just a guy that is a guy who's unwilling to confront his prejudice at this moment Exactly. But There's also this there. question of yeah. like, this man doesn't have an obligation to explain it to Ronnie Cox. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so like, he's also just mad at him because he should be. Um, yeah. So they get there in a fight. Racist thing to say. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, come on, man. Uh, we get to couples therapy where um, uh, he he. It's funny again. She's trying. Vicky's trying. Right. Uh, and yeah, he's just the, being an ass, man. <laughs> Right. Uh, the therapist, who is a, a maniac, just goes, do you think the problem is your age difference? And it's like, why would you even bring that up? That's not even an issue. 
Like, she should say, do you think the problem is how he tried to murder suicide? Right, how he kicked in the door and tried to MS you and your partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the therapist is, like, act, adding new problems. Like, I She's think, like, do you think it's this? Do you think yeah, it's that and he's it, hideous and, and as, they, as their marriage continues to implode before our very eyes, it keeps cutting back to the therapist with this weird smile on her face. Like, yeah. I think she just likes mess. Yeah, she's like, this is my fetish. Right, she's just lobbing grenades into the middle of this couple. <laughs> she really is. It's ridiculous. Um, and then he's the one who leaves, and he's like, I don't think this is going to work out. And it's like, okay, I'm glad someone said it. Be, um, or maybe, no, he doesn't say it here. He says it later. Yeah, it's towards the end of the still, episode, but yeah. Yeah, this is the one where he leaves and says, I, if I don't run, I'm going to put my hands on you. And then the therapist is just blankly smiling. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to masturbate thinking about this like later. You're going you're um, to comment on that, doctor? Yeah, are you going to call someone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, then this is when we get Ronnie Cox going to the neighborhood to get vegetables comically thrown on yeah, him. it gets pelted with vegetables and eggs yeah amazing uh and then finally we get that we're so this is a, a sudden unrelated subplot which is uh we caught all these sex workers and now we're gonna catch the johns and by doing that we're gonna objectify the fuck out of these lady cops yeah i do love <laughs> um it's a it's a another song and dance number and i love that one of the backup dancer lady cops is smoking a cigarette while she's doing the routine. Yes. This song is called Choose Me Baby, and it's about fake sex workers. And this is one of those songs where I'm like, I'm not sure why they thought this was... The what they needed because the I think they I honestly think they just saw an easy opportunity to do a song in this scene. Yes. They have two. They have this and they have the later song. Holy shit, Dave. Yes, they have (laughs) so these are companion pieces. Tenderness. With the it's called. With with Lyle. The, the hero yes, Lyle, of this episode. <laughs> Lyle the hero who just wants to be humiliated. Yeah. Lyle is like, he says to the lady cop, you arresting me was the most erotic thing ever. Um, basically, they arrested these guys looking for sex. Yeah. And um, the, Lyle gets a song. Uh, Lyle and the Perverts is the band name, I believe. And they're all singing about like, we just like getting fucked. Yeah, we just um, like sex. But first he, first he clumsily and just totally humiliatingly and embarrassingly to the point where this must be a fetish of his. He did just say that getting arrested was the most erotic experience ever. Yeah. Tries to ask her out to dinner and it's and the it's, cop that arrested him. Yeah. Man. And it's like such, it's so cringy. It's, but like, and then he goes yeah. from that into this singing about how much he loves to fuck. And it's so yeah. great. He's got this crazy, awesome voice. He's like fucking meatloaf. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, is. he should have been meatloaf. singing about how much he wants to fuck oh my god dude if it had this been should meatloaf. have been meatloaf <laughs> but yeah fucking lyle and his name's lyle his he's name perfect. is lyle yeah he's great he's a perfect he's man great i want to talk about these two songs in that the, the second song actually points this out is that like sex work i personally don't believe should really be a crime right i, I don't i think so you know between two yeah. adults yeah, and I don't know. People listening might have different opinions on this, but if sex work is regulated, then it would be safer for everyone. Right. And sex can be a form of therapy. There's people, there's specific people who seek out th- sex work um, that, you know, might feel like they need it. And it's like very, pe- people like Lyle. It's a very um, prudish, puritanical rule. Yeah, and if you put this, if you put a light on this, it would just be safer and better for everyone. That's my opinion. Um, and I think what's interesting is that it feels like this second song is on that side yeah um but although it feels like the second song combined with the first song it's the spotlight's on the wrong people and what i mean by that is like there's no sympathy for the sex workers right we're not checking in with the sex workers at all yep the first it almost seems like the what they're talking about is that these poor men were baited because the first song is like yeah you want this baby from the cops and then this song is why why am I a criminal I just from the guys? Six. Yeah, and it's like I don't again these guys. I I honestly I you know they the, they just wanted sex. Um, and they're they're for the most part they might not be bad people. They're just paying for consensual sex, but like they don't the sex workers themselves don't get a voice in this. Yes, correct. Uh, which I just think is weird. It was, um, it was the wrong move. For sure. Right. I don't think the the lady cops dressing as uh, fucking sex workers for this honeypot 
deal. I don't think they needed a song. I think the song was some producer who wanted to objectify these yeah. these w- ladies. You know, <laughs> they wanted right. like a sexy. They wanted a sexy song, and so they got one. I do like after that song, the cop says, "I could cite you for having an exposed muffler," which I was like, "That's a fun." I mean, I are mufflers supposed to be exposed? But I have an exposed muffler. Am I going to get in trouble for that? But like, I don't know. It's maybe, a funny. Line. Maybe you should do a sexy dance. Yeah, it's a fun line, but like, yeah, I, this feels like it's all, it's it's the '90s, so like they're circling the right idea, but they don't quite land it, you know? Right, and it's, I mean, we've pointed it out a lot, but this show hits way more often than it misses uh, to a yeah. to a shocking degree. And this um, isn't even a full miss. This is just like you didn't quite. No, get the, the, issue. the one of the songs should have been with the sex workers. Yeah, rather than the because cops. they. Yeah, they're like, we arrested the sex workers. Now it's time to arrest the Johns. It's like, I don't know, show the sex workers getting arrested and singing about that. Um, You know, but they didn't do that. It's weird. They sure didn't. Um, We get Vincent on the stand, which is a big scene. Uh, He does a great job at lying. Yeah, he's very Um, very convincing. (laughs) Yep. Uh, We also get the couples therapy um, where this is where he's like, I don't think this is going to work. Right. It's like, you, uh, you should have been saying that, Vicky fucking weeks ago but yeah yeah uh, the second the gun came out at a howard johnson yeah she should say this isn't gonna work this isn't gonna work out. um we get them uh we get the final closing statements and we get the jury one of which is played by tuvok from uh voyager you're right yeah which i was like is that fucking tuvok sure and then he gets some tuvok. lines yeah he gets some lines i was like good for tuvok um they do a thing they, yeah, again, it's the how sure are you, right? It it reminds me it reminds me of the um, closing argument in the exorcism of Emily Rose, but that's like supposed to be a heroic one, right? Where she's like saying, "Is it a fact that this and that?" And it's like, put this fucking priest in jail, man. Yeah, but this is deranged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this holy shit. Um, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, his closing arguments really weak, but the jury scene when the the lady who. Yes. It wants to acquit him, uh, makes a couple of points that, you know, maybe you're not usually thinking of. Like she points out, look, if we convict LaRusso, the cops are going to punish us for it. Right. She also it does the thing that um, where it's like, listen, uh, I maybe not. Maybe this case, the cop's guilty, but I believe in the cause. You know, that idea of like. Mm-hmm. They're cleaning up the streets. Right. And uh, she they're also, just trying to do their job. So what if one cop executes a man? You know, it's that feeling. Yeah. She's like, I want my kids to be safe in, 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 in our neighborhood. And a guy like the guy that LaRusso shot is exactly the type of person that's, you know, yeah. wreaking havoc. And like, we don't, we want this out of my neighborhood. I don't want the cops to come into the neighborhood and fuck shit up because we convicted one of their own. Like, right. She's saying the quiet part loud. Yeah. Um, which I think is a lot of this, which is like. A lot of the debates today, right, is the idea of, like, they know this cop's guilty, but they believe that it's, like, you to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. It's that yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fucked up song. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I believe sung beautifully, and we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a cool song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's I, I don't even like the music that much. I think she's fucking... Amazing yeah, she's an better. amazing singer, and I like the, the. There's a couple of different vocal lines in it too that are, you know, clever. Yeah. Anyway, we also get yep. Larusso in his office, or not his yes. office, the some some room in the courthouse where they're waiting. I, I guess it's his attorney's office. It was he. This is like the most unhinged. This is wild. <laughs> yeah. He's he says I want to get you pregnant to the his the one that's been using him as sex meat. Yeah, he says that to her. He wants to hose down her ovaries real quick before yeah. he goes to jail. Because he says and I, he I, means I, like right there. Yes, right? he like, does. The, they, and yeah. it, it is implied that they have sex in the office. Yeah, he's like, listen, if I go to jail, I want to jizz you up real quick. Right. He says so because, that I have a kid because I need something to live for. Right. If he's in jail, he wants also. Listen, I don't know if this is a plan, but if he goes to jail, he conveniently gets to not have to like raise the kid. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for like, yeah. So he for wants probably like, this, the rest he, of his life. Yeah, he wants this a- abstract idea of a kid, so that while he's in jail, he'll eventually get out. I'm sure. I mean, come on. 
Uh, he's a he's a, a white guy cop. Like he he he'll go to jail for a few years. Oh, he won't um, even go to jail. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> which is but, what happens. Yeah, yeah, but he um yeah spoilers um he but he yeah it's a weird it, weird it's thing. It's unhinged. On. It's so weird and. It's another. I want to impregnate. It's you. another move that tells you exactly the kind of guy he is. Yeah, exactly. It's such a weird, is, selfish, crazy thing to do, and she's like, "Okay, right." right. Yeah, she's into it. She's really she's into like, him made for me some reason. <laughs> for some reason, I. This is this. The, I mean, yeah, man. Uh, was the nineties just filled with these dudes? I guess. Where it's like these poor, poor women. Um. We also get Ronnie Cox song, which is, yeah, being lynched uh, by a group of black people for being racist. Yeah. Um, Man. And then he wakes up. It reminds me of The Shining when he's like, I dreamt that I killed you and Danny. And it's like, don't say that. Don't tell him that. This is well, where he's like. You get you guys know right you you guys you guys recognize when a dream is something that you shouldn't share (laughs) with other people. (laughs) Yeah. And this is one where he has a nightmare that he's being lynched and it's a song. Um, and then he wakes up in front of his wall of the guns at his desk mm-hmm. and he's like, what's wrong chief? And he's like, I dreamt that you lynched me for being racist and a bunch of other black people joined in. And then he's just like, he just right. kind of stops. <laughs> yeah. Like you see it, you see him endure it. <laughs> like it's right. I, 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 he sits down and he's like, listen, and he should say, listen, I, I need to quit. Yeah. I need <laughs> like, listen, to I need to be transferred transfer. to another yeah. department. <laughs> but he basically says like, people are racist because they fear what they don't know. And you don't know us chief. And it's a, it's, it's as good as it can get because he's trying to convince the chief, like, li- like, listen, you are racist. I need to explain to you that you're racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and you, and don't you know need to people. acknowledge it. Yeah. And honestly, the next season, it would have been fun to watch the chief, like try to get to know black people. Um, that would have been a lot of fun. I wanted a, I want another season. Yeah. Um, I want to see him get pelted with more vegetables and eggs. Yeah. So the jury stuff, um, and then, uh, LaRusso, they, 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 he stands and they announce a verdict of not guilty and the episode ends. What a fucking ending. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad they didn't cliffhang the ending. Yeah. I'm glad they said, oh, this is they, better. Uh, again, it's just, it's still just as much of a cliffhanger. I would argue. It's HBO. It's that feeling of knowing that like, it's not, that's not the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger is now. What? Now what? Yeah, um, exactly. And I can't wait to watch episode 11. That's the last one, man. Fuck. I'm so scared that they're not going to close out the LaRusso arc. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so scared. Well, they Um, they got canceled. So it's it's more more likely than not that they have a chance to close out. Well, I'm I'm glad they didn't make this the season. Again, a lot of other shows would have made this the season cliffhanger. That's true. Um, And I'm glad they didn't because they knew this wasn't the point. Um, so that, what an infuriating verdict, of course, not guilty. He's so obviously guilty, uh, but it's perfect. I'm glad they didn't make him guilty because that would have been optimistic. Too right. optimistic that'd, for that'd have been show. some Aaron Sorkin shit. Uh, yeah. Like the, the show everybody is clapped. really trying to shine a light on the things that it's pr- uh, presenting itself to be shining a light on then he kind of has to be acquitted because that's what always fucking happens that's what happened a year later with the la riots yeah like so hell of an episode um do we want to talk about the best song or do we i mean yeah right i I guess we can yeah isn't this where we do that yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, I have so much to say about this show, but our next episode will be the last episode. Yeah. And I think we could save a lot of it for that. Yeah. Um, so we got Heroes All. <laughs> um, that's, we all got medals. Yeah. For the record, that's the media one. I want to go bumpty bumpty with you. <laughs> uh, quit your bitching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have. <laughs> then real, we have to live in it was a real bruce willis blues song yes it really it is extreme brillis energy to that song brillis should have been in this show he really should it, it's yeah he would have loved it spinning uh, in there playing his harmonica he should have been He'd in have it been um, great in this show we also get to live and die like a cop that's the stripper song choose me baby fake sex worker tenderness the i paid the for fucking, sex the song. fucking lyle song your number's up. That is the We're Gonna Lynch You in Your Dream <laughs> Song. Lynching Ronnie Cox, yeah. 
Yep, and People, that is the jury song. Um, this is hard because in terms of pure unhingedness, I want to go Bumpty Bumpty is like, well. That is I mean, so bananas, followed by Lyle's song. Yeah. Just, uh, man, what a hero. Yeah, Heroes there's, All there's, I thought was very boring. Yeah, and plus it was... You know, it's 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 that like thin blue line crap, and it's like I don't. Yes, I don't. Um, For the record, yeah. For the record, was a bit of a bop. Um, I thought it was kind of a cool song. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I liked the way they, like you, you said uh, they they make it so that they're swarming Larusso and the other guy, and they both look uncomfortable, and then it stops for them to like trade barbs with each other, and then the musical continues. It's kind of a cool song. Yeah. Bumpty Bumpty is a terrible it's song. Awful but, song, totally unhinged. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard not to be like honorable it's, mention. It's so out of its mind. Yeah, a song that's so out of its mind that again the show cuts away from it. Yeah, they just like they don't let them finish. Right. Uh, Quit your bitching, as we talked about, is like kind of a pretty good blues. Yeah. Weird song. It's, weird uh, it's fine. It's it's always nice to see the captain sing. He doesn't get to do it that much. Yeah, live and die like a cop. I would say is like kind of awkward. We talked about the tempo, the the weird staging. Um, mm-hmm. It was a distracting situation. Choose me, baby. I didn't. I don't remember much. Good like about I said, that. It, it was an okay song. The best thing about it was the backup dancer who's just smoking a cigarette. The whole yeah, time. <laughs> tenderness, pretty. Yeah, funny. Lyle can um, sing. Yeah. Your numbers up is fine. That, that's it's a fun song. Yeah, weird context. It's weird. That's a weird, uncomfortable sequence. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's one of those sequences like that lawyer song where you're like, this feels. I don't know. I, I'm distracted by the yeah. <laughs> the the sequence itself. I mean, it's it's supposed to be uncomfortable, but right, it succeeded in being <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't even remember the song that well because of that. Uh, People, which, like I said, I didn't care for the tune, but she is belting it out um it, it, she it's one of my favorite songs just because she is the, per, uh, the, the woman performing the it performance is very, is very very good yeah yeah do you have one that you're leaning towards here out of all these there's one two three four there's nine nine songs um man this is a tough one yeah this is a legitimately tough one yeah i the ones that are sticking out for me, again, without the novelty of it, like quality. Talking about quality. Quality. Um, for the record, Quit Your Bitchin', um, Tenderness, and People are the ones. And I think I, just because of her voice, People is might be the one that I like the most. That I think that might be where I would go. Um, mm. I, I, the only, I might give it to um, On the Record. Is that what it's called? The media for the song. record, for yeah. the record, yeah. I think that's the best ensemble one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So those two, those two are the standouts, you know. Yeah, and, then and we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to name the prince of all songs, but <laughs> not until next episode. Not until next episode. But there's some, there's some good ones in this episode, right? What do you in considering the best song? We'll talk about this next episode more. Do we have to consider consider the novelty? You know, like Baby Merchant isn't a great song. But it's just completely it's a, unhinged. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I think I think we need like a second. I think we need like I, a best we, most unhinged song. We can do I category. Think, yeah, I think we can do best song and like best song. <laughs> like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. May, we could do it like at the Grammys. We could have like what is the best episode overall with songs if we wanted to. Um, there's places to go with this, but yeah. For now, we have done it. We have done the episode. It is done. We have rocked the cops. Yeah, we have rocked. Yeah, rocked the cops. Mm-hmm. And uh, big thank you to Matt Smith. Thank you. Um, seriously, this has been a blast. Yeah, the the um, the most unexpected result of this is how much I'm enjoying watching Cop Rock. Yes, I did not think. I thought this was going to be a million years. Slog. I would enjoy this. Yeah, and it's. I not. didn't even know. I didn't think it was a slog, but I just didn't think I would like it. Yeah. Like I thought we'd be laughing at it way more. But like we're just in it. Like I, I'm seriously sad that there isn't a second season. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna, like I'm really gonna watch this me. again on my own. I think. Yes, this is. I'm gonna recommend it to people. This is like, it's not exactly the same, but it's, it's nearing like Deadwood getting canceled. <laughs> where I'm like, oh man, yeah. Like I am, 
into this. Um, fuck, man. So yeah, thank you, Matt Smith. Rock. I don't think anybody expected that. No. And um, you know, thank you to Cop Rock. Thank you to everybody listening. If you're interested, this was through our Patreon. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Gamefully Unemployed. Um, we have exclusive podcasts that you can access on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Future, and Spielboys. We have a tier where you can watch movies with us every Friday night. We have a tier where you can do custom we just watched or custom podcasts like this one. Uh, so check that out. Yeah, we also have a store. Head over to GameplayEmployed.com where you can find a link to our T Public store. Is that right, or is it Teespring? It's Teespring. Teespring. It's Teespring. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. We were on T Public. <laughs> So yeah. you gameplayemployed.com, you find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your blues singing peepers onto that. Indeed. Do it. And Bruce Willis with a harmonica should have been in the show. I there's no reason Bruce Willis couldn't have been in this show. All they'd have to do is tell him what the show was. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh yeah, I'll I'll become a producer. I'll, of it I'll too. be in every episode. <laughs> yeah. I'll play myself. What if John McClane sang the blues? Ooh, fuck. Pop rock (laughs) with John McClane? Yeah. It's perfect. It's LA. You know, like he's like a New York cop who's out of his element. They shoot it at the Die Hard building that shows up in this. Um, Man, Die Hard the musical. I know Bob's Burgers did that, but like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. We need this. We need this more than we need a lot of things. I think so. I agree. I'll trade some of my rights for this, you know? Yeah. Some of my human rights. This will heal the planet, I think. Yeah, it will. Do it today. All right. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 